0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a brand new week. This week is Ministers and Leaders Conference uh, here in Tampa, Florida, the, the 300, um, going off of Gideon's army and, and seeing the Lord use a remnant a remnant of people to do a great and mighty thing in this last last day, in this last hour. So if you can and you're not in the Tampa area and you're able to get down here and plug in, or if you're not, plug in online with us and, and, and be a part of what God's doing and really, these meetings end up being um, saturation meetings, you know, where you come in charged up. You can't sit through meetings like this and not leave full of the fire of God, ready to take take the nation for 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 Jesus. And so, I want to encourage you to plug in with us and join us on revival.com and uh, more on YouTube on the Rodney Howard Brown YouTube. But um, today, I want to talk about uh, your your thought life and really the responsibility God has given us to uh, meditate on the right things. Psalm chapter 77, Psalm number 77, verse 11 and 12 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember your wonders of old. I will meditate also of all your work and talk of all your doings. You know, one of the the, the things that happen is when you meditate on something, you'll begin to talk about it automatically. There's There's been this doctrine that's coming up in the, I mean, it's, been, it's really in the Bible. So it's been throughout, you know, since the early church, but The critics would call it the name it and claim it, where if you just say it enough, you'll get it. And people almost treat it like faith is, you know, there's part of faith that that God is true and there is a formula to it. Like you have to have uh, faith has to speak. There has to be faith is is sure it can be counted on, but there's no formula with God. It has to be heartfelt, right? And so people have just thought, I've had people say, when I talk about confession and they say, well, how many times a day do you quote these scriptures? And that's the wrong question to ask. If you're asking that question, you're, you're, you're asking it from the mental realm and that's not where faith exists. Faith exists in the heart. And so these things are things of the heart. The faith is a matter of the heart. It's not how many times. Lord, I've quoted this verse 15 times a day, and I haven't seen it yet. What's going on, right? Let me bump it up to 30 times a day. It's, it's coming from your spirit, man. And so God has it set up that when you meditate on something, it'll automatically, it'll automatically start to come out of your mouth. If you just think about now, even right now, the goodness of God, man, where God's brought us from. Man, think, where would we be if it wasn't for the Lord? It's hard not to begin to just say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're so wonderful. Jesus, there's no one like you. Father, there's no one like you in all the heavens and all the earth. Lord, we're so grateful for your mercy. Lord, thank you that you had mercy on us. Lord, that you delivered us from our sin. It's hard not to praise and just give God thanks and worship when you think about what he's done. So the reason why certain things come out of people's mouth is because it's what they think about. If you call someone who's negative, hey, how's it going? Well, you know, it could be better. It's just been a really hard month. What is that? It's what they choose to think about. They see things through a lens of life is hard. I'm a victim. You know, it's one thing after another. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle any more. But knowing me, it's probably just something else just around the corner. You know, people speak like that. And then that perpetuates itself in their life. So if you want to change what's coming out of your mouth, yes, make a decision not to say anything negative, but start to change what you put in front of your eyes. Because what you think about, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. So what you get in your heart ultimately is what what you start thinking about, what you meditate on. And that's why the sequence in this, in this psalm is I will meditate also of your work and talk of your doings. How often do we look back and say, Lord, thank you. I, I just want to think back to when yeah, I'm going to bring you into a, some stories of my life. I remember there was a time when I was younger, um, uh, back in South Africa, and I didn't know this at the time, but we were, my mom was always in a commissions job. She did real estate back in South Africa. So there were some months where things were, were pretty good and then some months where things weren't as good. And um, so there was a month where we just, there, there, was, there came a time where we didn't have money for food. And she's driving home, and she's got the two boys in the back of her car, me and my brother Tim, and she's talking to the Lord. And she's not talking out loud, but she's talking to the Lord, and she says, Lord, you're, you're father to the fatherless. You're these boys' father. They've never gone without a meal, and I'm not about to tell them that we don't have anything for dinner. Lord, I have I have bread, but no cheese to put on it. Lord, I have cereal, but no milk to put on it. And they haven't missed a meal and you're their father and it's up to you to provide for them. And she doesn't say this out loud. She's not like, you know, at six and eight years old, bringing us into our, <laughs> I didn't know we were broke growing up. You know, you don't know what you, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, uh, and we get home and there bags of groceries on our doorstep, which the fact that they were still on the doorstep is a miracle because of the area that we lived in. And what was there? There was cheese, there was milk, there was someone had just dropped them off. So the Lord and chocolate and, and all sorts of things for the kids, stuff for lunch for the next day. And so you see the heart of the Lord, where the Lord's going to provide, and He's always going to provide more than enough. It wasn't just cheese and milk. Those are the two things you mentioned. He's El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. You know, even for us in believing to come over here, we had tried to come over to the U.S. when I was six months old. We had come over with my dad. We had been in, I think, Chicago and uh, New Orleans. And then my dad had a nervous breakdown, and we moved back. And then um, when he died, when he took his life, uh, we, you know, single mom raised us, but it always been in our heart to bring us back. But we really didn't have a way, so we were just praying. And every night, what would we do? We would meditate, and we would think about coming to America. We would imagine ourselves packing. Okay, what are you carrying with you? You know, what do you have on the plane? And we'd imagine. Then one day, we got a phone call for some friends, South African friends who were in the ministry, who said, hey, we're moving to the U.S., and uh, we want to talk to you about coming with us because Mom was a school teacher. Coming with us, or had been coming with us, and we know you want to go coming with us and teaching our children, homeschooling the kids together, and will be your way to get in. And so the Lord made a way. And so you, can, when you start to just <laughs> think of the goodness of God, Hallelujah, and how good He's been, man, that He's never failed. How He's, how He's always protected us. There's some of you that have crazier stories. You know, I was homeschooled. I grew up pretty protected, pretty sheltered. I didn't get around the wrong crowd. Maybe I got around some people listen to bad music, but I wasn't like, there's people who were in gangs at young ages. There's people who just got into craziness. There's people who were raised in families where you shouldn't have come out in one piece, right? You shouldn't have made it. Some, some people should have committed suicide by now, but the Lord protected you and provided for you and provided a way of escape. And so there's there's the goodness of God. And when you begin to meditate on his works, it's like it's hard not to get excited and just, hallelujah. Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you that you never let me down. Lord, that you brought me even here. You know, I was called to the ministry when I was five days before my eighth birthday, and I received the call to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I, well, to go and take a flame to the nations, become a household name. But the Lord provided a way for that. You know, even bringing us to America, that was part of the Lord's plan to, to get me here so I could be under Pastor Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown's ministry. Like this is the training ground that the Lord had for me. I know I'm in God's perfect will. So the Lord had to bring me across the seas. You know, it's hard enough to get across with a family, with 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 a with when you go by it, when you go do it, uh, when you try to get immigrate, you know, try to immigrate. When you have a husband and a wife and a lot of money, it's hard to do it. But the Lord made a way for us. And so, when you begin to think back, man, look what the Lord has done to us. What you meditate on is going to cause you to, to to speak. The Bible says, "I believe, therefore I speak." So you can even look at your mouth and, and what you're saying and realize what you're thinking about. If your thoughts, are, if your 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 word is words are negative, if you're agitated, if you're irritated, well, then choose what you're thinking about. That's what it says, guard your heart. What you let sit, the the drain that drips into your heart is, is the mind. And so what you let sit in your mind ultimately is what gets down into your heart. I believe, therefore I've spoken. So people believe what they've thought about for enough time. And that's why you've got to guard your heart because the devil will try to, I've seen some people get offended at church. Well, these people, they just, you know, they don't care about me. They don't, you know. They just want to make sure I'm going to church. These people just want my money, you know. I don't know why these people aren't. Whatever it is, ah, uh, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter came, thing came through. And listen, Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Yellow Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Why? Because they're created in the image of God. A white person, a black person, a Hispanic person. No one's made in the image of God more than the other. They all matter. But but when there were there were many churches that that jumped on board and, you know, full doing the whole thing when that time came around. And I know this is a sensitive subject, but when people realize that the, the group called Black Lives Matter is, is separated from the church, it's a Marxist group, and it has an agenda actually to break down, if you look at their mission statement, to break down the, the, the common family. That's not something that the church can align itself with. So I, I'd be happy to say, black lives are important, but I'm not saying that. it's like the same thing. I don't support Nike. Why? Because they support Planned Parenthood. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not having anything to do with that. So, so those things, so people I've seen, I saw people get agitated. I can't believe this church is not, you know, doing the black square on their Instagram and, and standing in, in, in whatever the word is standing in not solitude. What's the word? You know what I mean? Solidarity. That's it. What happened there? Solitude, standing in solidarity with me, but you, as a as a minister you first of all have to look and see i can't be the person that jumps on every bandwagon and what is this that i'm standing up for cuz it can come to bite you in the butt you know people who've stood up and and stood up and endorsed a, a a certain candidate and then they're running on a platform that's abortion and anti the things of god you you you're careful you need to be careful but i've seen people said all that to say i've seen people get offended because of different things and the devil will try to plant those thoughts to get people to separate themselves from the church Oh, I can't believe these people do this. And then he gets hurts in their heart. And then they have that settled down in their heart. And that's what the Bible calls a root of bitterness that springs up and defiles many. You can see it when people have an attitude towards church. It's a root of bitterness. You, as a child of God, you should want to come into a body. You should, you should want to be around other believers. You should be excited to serve the Lord. You shouldn't be ashamed to be seen. Oh, if people knew I was going to church. What's wrong with you? you should be excited. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm nothing else before I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian before I'm a human. I'm actually no longer a human. I'm a Christian. I was born again. I'm a new creation. There's humans and there's Christians, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. It's, it's my, so you see this root of bitterness that comes in. Oh, these people, these people, this, these people, that. Where the devil tries to do that to get your heart to a place where you can't receive so if you if you if there's a man of God you can't receive him now I'm not talking about someone who has bad doctrine and I did not even plan to talk about this but I'm not talking about someone who has bad doctrine doesn't believe in the Trinity doesn't believe in the rapture of the church doesn't doesn't you know believes we're in the millennium now you know people with terrible doctrine right people believe there's more than you know there's more than one way is Jesus the only way to God no I believe he's like a marker really. He's one of the ways. No, 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 no. You're a false prophet. I I wonder if that person even gets to go to heaven. You may be a pastor of a church. I don't even know if you'll make it. But I'm talking when someone has sound doctrine, but then if you can't receive, you need to ask the Lord to forgive you and you need to forgive. You know, no one's perfect. People make mistakes, but whatever it is, the devil tries to, he's the one who sows discord among the brethren. There was a time where I couldn't receive. From, from most people in the body of Christ. And it's because my heart was hard towards the Lord. My heart grew cold back in my early 20s. I was backslidden. And so I had to ask, and it was a short time, but it was still a time. It, and it came from unforgiveness. Anyway, moving on. What's in your heart is a direct result of what you've allowed to come into your mind. And so this is, I want this to be an encouragement to you, to take a moment and think back, where has the Lord really come through for you? Think back to the victories, yeah, maybe you're not really where you want to be yet, but you're not where you were. And I want to tell you if, you, if you're not where you want to be at all, if you're stuck in sin, then now's the time to rededicate your life. Bring your sin to the light. Bring it to the light and repent and make yourself accountable to somebody. The Lord has a way of escape every time. Bring it to the light. But what has the Lord done for you? How has the Lord worked on your behalf? How has He provided for you? I mean, for us, we were... Raised by single mom, homeschooled, degree in theology, and then went into business for the better part of a decade. And the Lord promoted us. If the Lord can do it for my brother and I, he can do it for you. The Lord provided over and above to show that he's the God of more than enough, that, hey, you choose to serve me and look what I'll do through you. You know, my brother and his wife, Simone, just bought her dad a, a brand new truck, brand new Chevy Silverado. I think it was like 50 or 60 grand today, just delivered it to him. That's the blessing of the Lord that you can give something like that. He was driving around a 19-year-old truck that he had driven for the last <laughs> 19 years and it run well for him, but it was time. And they were able to do that. Man, that's a blessing from the Lord. Makes one rich and adds and no sorrow with it. I believe that's the plan the Lord has for you as well. If you love the Lord more than you and, and you don't love money and you love the kingdom of God, the Lord will give the Lord will allow you to give. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person listening. I thank you that you make the crooked places straight. Anyone believing you for anything monetarily, Lord, this week, I thank you for a supernatural blessing. Seed to sow and bread to eat in Jesus' name. Lord, you said the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. I thank you for testimonies this week in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.